Welcome to the Daring Living Podcast, where we have honest conversations about personal growth, how to create success, and what it means to live a joyful and daring life. I'm your host, Certified Life Coach Shirley Huang. Hi, Cindy. Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. I can hear you fine. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure because every time when I do a live, it's always like, oh, there's always a problem, like audio or other things. So I'm like, okay, making sure everything is good. Yes, everything is good. Sound check good. Hi. Oh, I see Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, Faye. Okay. Hello. Hello, hello. Okay, welcome everybody. I guess we will start by introducing ourselves. So if you don't know me already, my name is Shirley. I'm a life and success coach. And I've been a certified life coach for about four years now. And what I love is I love to help entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, um, Asian women, people of color to really help them kind of like break through their own personal limits to really go to that next level in their life, in their business, in, in their career, whatever that looks like. And uh, I have the honor of connecting with Cindy over Instagram, which is amazing. And Cindy, why don't you introduce yourself as well? Yeah. <clears throat> Hi everyone. So my name is Cindy. So I'm a certified life coach and change worker. So I specialize in empowering women to identify their authentic desire and need, to overcome barriers, and help them to create sustainable well-being habits. Mm. Mm, I love that. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. And I guess kind of like how we came to this idea of doing this live is that we were just kind of doing catching up sessions, just kind of like catching up with each other, talking about our work, how we've been doing in our personal life as well. And just this topic, it just keeps on coming up again and again and again. Yeah. <laughs> about like, yeah, about like Asian women and a lot of the um, struggles that we face. And then I'm just like, oh, it's not just me. You also experience the same things too. Yeah, I, I believe like we are not the only ones. I believe a lot of people actually struggle on you know these areas so which is why i'm so glad that you know you decided to do this together and to navigate these topics because i think they are so essential and it's only through creating awareness like talking about it that we can choose something different and we can choose to do something about it so yeah very happy to be here today yes yeah and i guess we can um simply make it feel like our usual conversation <laughs> where we're just kind of like really talking about our thoughts on this topic um, because it's, it's very interesting that we don't talk about this enough and sometimes we feel like oh it's, it's on us because mm -hmm. I feel like for example as Asian women we tend to do put a lot of things in our kind of like we think it's our own fault oh, that's why yeah. the, mm -hmm. all of these things is happening to us like oh it's because of you know, my own failure or my own mistakes is because I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough in these areas. That's why I can't really show up online. 
That's why I can't really speak up in a meeting. It's because I'm too shy or too timid or too afraid. And I guess, yeah, since we're on this topic, do you have anything you want to say about that? Yeah, so I think, like, first of all, we need to, like, realize that, you know, all these years, like, we grow up, so there's a lot of shaping influences in our life. So our, the stories that we tell ourselves is not just coming from ourselves, right? So I'll start from, I'll say it's childhood. So like when we're young, just feel like my hair, sorry. <laughs> like when we're young, so a lot of the big influences in our life is actually our parents or our caregiver. So we actually learn a lot how we see the world through their lens and we pick them up like sponge. That's how I like to imagine that. And then as we grow up, then we go to school, there's also peers. So basically the environment that we are in, the people around us actually play a major, major influences. And not only that, also media, like what we watch on television, the mainstream media, and even social media nowadays, right? So like who you follow and all these are all input to um, basically form how we see the world. Yeah, so I would say that it's important for us to be aware of the shaping influences, then we can examine them and we can challenge them to see whether they are helpful to help us to kind of move forward. Mm. Yes, I would definitely say a lot of my own personal kind of like experiences and what shaped who I am right now, a lot of them they really did come from my parents and I guess just the culture and the environment that we grew up in. And then for so long, I haven't really looked at those upbringings and kind of how they shaped who I am until just in the last five or six years where I'm like, oh, wow, a lot of these things is so ingrained in me that I just see it as such a normal thing. But when I look at maybe like people who have different experiences as me or who look a little bit different than me, they don't think like that at all <laughs> yeah and so I'm like okay so there's actually a lot of differences here mm -hmm. and so I guess we can start talking really talking about this idea of you know how a lot of our parents they want us to follow a specific traditional safe path yes. for our career mm -hmm. which is like you know the typical stereotypical path of of a lawyer doctor engineer yeah <laughs> It's like, it's either <laughs> one of these. Yeah. yeah it, and if you can do these three, maybe you can settle for an accountant. <laughs> oh, yes. Like yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are the super, super safe routes. And they are the very traditional paths. And so what would you say to anyone who feels like, okay, I see those are the paths for me, but I really want to do something else. And it feels scary because it's unconventional. Mm yeah so like i i myself actually encountered something similar as well and actually a lot of my clients like especially those from asian culture they seem to share the same you know sentiment it's always like they wanted to pursue something like uni and then there will be this comment that oh it's probably not so practical to pursue something other than you know what you mentioned just now those three three or four the they consider it like the prestigious kind of career so i would say that it's okay, you know, when we're in uni that time. So like we pursue what we think is best. Our parents think that is best for us. But once you step into it, 
a lot of us actually have the opportunity to work in those fields. So you basically work in areas like what you study in uni, and then you start to feel unfulfilled, right? So there's the unfulfillment coming up. Then I think it's important to be curious, like, oh, like there's something missing here. Like in my in my daily job, I actually wanted to try something. So I would say like first to kind of pursue it as a hobby, like passion. Yeah, because I know a lot of people, they actually prefer art as compared to science. Not saying that which one is better here, but it's just like follow your interests, right? Yeah, so you don't have to feel like you need to turn your interests into a business or a career itself, but you can just follow the breadcrumb. Like for example, if you like drawing, go sign up for art class, right? Like, yeah, it's like, I, I think baby step is the way to go and then to kind of see how you feel about it and then slowly and another thing how i would suggest is like perhaps side hustle mm. create something on the side yeah yeah mm. what about you mm -hmm. do you have any tips or advice for people who have like something different different interests yeah well first of all i would say that i love the idea of side hustles because it gives you kind of like a revenue avenue to start trying different things in your life just try mm -hmm. it you know it doesn't hurt mm -hmm. to try yes. those things mm -hmm. and try a couple of different things and see what sticks i think sometimes we are also afraid of like oh i try it and what if it doesn't work then try something else you know <laughs> like yeah don't be afraid to quit it's actually very, very important for you to quit fast the things that you don't want like it's almost like you want to just you know that idea of like throwing lots of spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks like the things that stick is going to be the thing that feels like you feel like there's so much more there than just trying it out right there's there's probably a connection there somewhere or something about it really really draws you towards it like there's something about it about the art about the side hustle about you know selling things on amazon or something yeah. about it mm -hmm. that ma makes you feel pulled towards it and i would say that's a very good place to start to just trying it and seeing what sticks and don't be afraid to quit like quit as fast as possible run away from the things that you don't want the moment that you just know the moment that you know that it's not what you want um the other thing that i think is also very important to keep in mind is that we often hear from our parents telling us that this is a safe path like do what you know like either choose those specific careers because those things are safe and i want to offer that there's a big difference between safe safe in a way because it is just familiar that that's why it feels safe it is familiar to them it is familiar to their parents it is also familiar to you because you probably go to a traditional went to a traditional through a traditional education system and those are the jobs that you see around you those are the jobs that's being offered for you so it feels familiar and therefore it's safe and uh, even though when you look, look at today's economy you can lose your jobs just as easy and mm -hmm. get laid off just as easy mm -hmm. when you are an engineer or you are in tech or you are in you know all these corporate jobs mm -hmm. it's just as easy right so it is safe a lot of the times it's because it's it feels familiar to you and so that's safe and 
the reason why our parents want us to choose a familiar path and why we choose what's more familiar is because in the past, if you think about how your parents grew up, maybe they were immigrants or maybe they came from a culture that's like really the economy wasn't that well, right? So they really re require and really, really cling to this idea of needing to survive. So that in order for people in their generation to survive, they have to choose what is familiar because it brings certainty. And so therefore that is the safe thing to do. But then if you really look at it, it is safe because it's familiar. Mm. And is this really true safety? Right? It's safe because it's familiar, but that doesn't mean it's actually true safety. I would even argue that if you feel like you haven't been really leaning into that calling or leaning into that nudge, what you're doing right now, like, and um, I'm just being very, very honest, a lot of the times this is very unsafe for your soul. Like when you don't, don't truly pursue the things that you want to do, what's really happening is that that thing that's in you that you continue to push it down, it's like literally eating you alive from the inside out. And I'm saying this like this because I've been through that process of not really following my dreams and then feeling scared, but then not doing anything about it. Like that is so unsafe for your soul. That is so unsafe for your nervous system. Like it is what leads to depression. It is what leads to anxiety. This is, it is what le it leads to a lot of like the lack of aliveness in your mm -hmm. life when you don't truly pursue it and really go after it. Yeah. So that's so those are my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> those are so true. I can feel it. I think, yeah, we, I share something similar as well. I think there's always this desire that like you know it, right? There's this voice that it's like, it's really soft. It's whispering to you, hey, you know, like you want to try something different. And then it's always like the logical mind comes in and say, uh, no, like, yeah, it's scary. I, yeah, I, I don't know what to do. A lot of us fall into the trap, like, I don't know what to do. I don't even know, like, for example, if you want to pursue something, you want to start a business, you want to go down the route of entrepreneurship. And a lot of times in school, we actually didn't learn how to do it. So your brain would try to come up with, like, look for reference point because how our brain works is, is trying to look for past experience, right? And you realize that when you want to try something, different like what Shirley said just now it's actually outside of your comfort zone so you don't have any references so your brain is very easy to go into like I don't know what to do yeah I don't know what other people would think of me so it's just forget about that right then we push it down but then it create resistance actually in our life you realize that oh you might have what you want but deeply you don't feel fulfilled yeah so I think it's really really important to listen and lean in and do something about it right you don't have to like quit your job straight and just dive into it but you can be yeah curious and one thing is also like I think having the people the tribe the community is really important so if you want to try something you know dip your toes into the water try to hang out with people from who have done it before surround yourself with those people you know talk to them you know learn from them their experience i think it really helped to give you that that possibility sometimes a lot of what we need is actually the possibility to kind of open our mind our eyes to like oh wow this is possible let us be inspired to kind of move towards it yeah mm -hmm. yes 
Yeah, the other thing I also wanted to offer was that, like, maybe in your parents' generation, they had to do those things in order to survive, mm -hmm. right? And now I think we are at an age where for a lot of us, and probably if you're watching this live, that means you have access to the internet, that means you have access to Instagram, and that's amazing. And so that's an amazing privilege that we have. And so in our days, perhaps what really lights us up is not focusing on survival anymore, because when we only focus on to survive, we're not, we're like still going about with our day-to-day -day motions, but then inside we're dying, right? Inside we're mm. not really living. And that is kind of the differences that you really want to really, really take an honest view of your life and really see that, okay, I know that there is that safe and familiar path that I know um, I can go on and I can live like that for the rest of my life. And I also know there's this other path that is uncertain because it's not what's familiar in my DNA, right? It's uncertain. And mm -hmm. I know that by choosing that path, I'm going to feel more alive. And I'm going to feel that zest for life. I'm going to want to wake up every day to get to work, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's a very amazing feeling. Knowing that choosing that, yes, there will be new things you have to learn. There will be new fears, doubts that come up. And it's kind of like, it's very wobbly. It's it's not as familiar mm -hmm. yet. And then what I want to offer is that that's always how it feels in the beginning. And as you slowly move towards it, like one step at a time, you can also look back and look at your progress. And yes. your progress will help to build confidence in you, mm -hmm. right? The progress helps to build habits, confidence, and like this, more familiar feeling in you because you've been doing it for like a month mm -hmm. or you've been doing it consistently for six months so that now you feel less unsafe in it mm -hmm. right um and that's why we want to really rewire our brain to start thinking differently when we are pursuing a path that's like untraditional and unconventional to what we knew to what we've known yeah that's I think that's that's so important and I also want to you know like add on to basically for, for those people who are actually brave enough like to take the first step right maybe that it's like starting a side hustle like you still have your job but then you have a side hustle I think one of the trap that I've always seen is the tendency to compare the side hustle with the job the stable job okay so I just want to mention that it's not fair <laughs> to compare Right? Even though I know the tendency is, well, I'm starting this thing, I haven't seen enough money yet. Yeah, why am I? Yeah, but then it creates a lot of inner conflict within you. So one, one mindset shift that I can offer is like, think of it like if you have a side hustle, it's like two, two, two hands that you have, right? So you have one dominant hand, which is like your career, the one that you've been in for many, many years. And then you have another one, the non-dominant one. For me, it's my left hand. So that is your side hustle. So you need to kind of be patient, like give yourself that space and grace like to explore. And just like what Shirley said just now to build the capacity because you're going down an unfamiliar route. So it's really important for you to take one step at a time. So rather than, you know, like expecting yourself to write using a non-dominant hand, and we all know how the handwriting will end up, right? So it's really giving yourself that patience and time 
yeah and trust that you are also building the skills at the same time you're building the skills that you need to make it work yeah that's what i want to say yeah mm, yeah no that's great that's 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 really amazing the other thing that uh, also comes up um i also have noted here is that you want to be careful when you resist the things that you really want to do for so long because what happens is over time it can lead to resentment right it's like when you don't pursue and actually mm -hmm. try the things that you want to try in your life what mm -hmm. ends up happening is that those emotions lead to resentment and we start unintentionally blaming our parents for the reason why we're not pursuing our dreams or we start getting bitter about other people who are being successful mm -hmm. in their life simply because we haven't done it ourselves yeah. because there is that longing within us that we want to do Right, so that over time, like those feelings, they can manifest into other ways where we take it out on other people. But at the same time, what we're really frustrated about is ourselves because we don't actually try it and we don't actually pursue it. And so that's just something to like also keep in mind as well. Yes, notice, look at how unsafe and unhealthy it is. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is. So definitely take that first step, like, like give it a try. And really like, we, we are really privileged. I feel like our generation, we live in a generation with that's like really abundance, a lot of opportunity and technology advancement and all. Like literally, you know, the thing that you do, you can do it online as well, where you can actually reach global audience. You know, it's not just limited locally. And yeah, I feel like we are in this era where there's a lot of possibility is for us to kind of, you know, lean in and, and yeah, embrace it yeah, as we go. But at the same time, also allow yourself to change your mind. You know, it's this, it's this paradox, right? Both are equally true. Yeah. So listen, yes. listen to your heart, you know, give it a fair chance to, to give it a try, get the support that you need. And then I think, yeah, that, that's really the, the way to go in, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this, I guess this kind of connects to like the second point that we can talk about where I think sometimes Asian women feel like they feel guilty for actually pursuing the things that they want to do, mm -hmm. uh, putting their dreams first, putting their needs first. And they feel like, no, I have all these other people's expectations that I want to meet. And what if something bad happens and I want to be able to support my family. If I don't make any money, then I'm not really supporting my family. I'm not, you know, like my parents, they work so hard. This is the common, the most common thing that I hear for immigrant children is mm -hmm. that my parents work so hard for me to get to have the life that I have right now. And then it's almost like I'm throwing them all away to pursue my dreams. And that there's so much guilt to that. And it's so heavy. And I totally understand it because I feel it. And I've been in that shoes as well. Do you have anything that you want to say around this? Mm, yeah. So I think, yeah, this is, this is a hard part to navigate. Basically, I feel like because there's so much of like, we are all carrying the, the weight of the expectation from our parents and all like we don't want to disappoint them at the end of the day, right? We want to make our parents proud. And yeah, but at the same time, sometimes it's like, I think I'll refer back to what Shirley said earlier about like, when you have this dream inside you, this whisper and you ignore it, it's like you disappoint yourself. Yeah, when you 
don't follow your dreams. As in like, you don't give it a try. Yeah. Again, like what we say, like following your dreams doesn't mean you just jump off the cliff without any, some sort of like safety net or try to plan for it. But I think it's really important to just take that first step. Yeah. And to try and see what, what is possible. Yeah. At the same time, I think where our parents come from is usually did their intentions are good. They want to keep us safe. They want us to have a stable income because they want us to have a good life, right? I think all of us want to have a good life. It's just the way of how we do it. So one thing that I feel is helpful is also that communication to let the parents know or whoever family members know that, hey, this is your plan. Yeah, to, to inform them that, hey, this is what I have in mind. Yeah, if I'm going to pursue something, yeah, this is, for example, like I have this saving, this amount of savings, this is what I'm going to do. Sometimes it's also to let them know that how are you going to support yourself in terms of like that safety? Like I think that assurance, yeah, assuring them that, hey, I actually have it all planned out, right? I'm not just following this blindly. And then, yeah, and I ask for your support or your acceptance to kind of like, yeah, just support me for during this period. And I'm going to do my best and things like that yeah mm. how about usually do you have like anything to offer i always love to tell people to know that like whenever you prioritize yourself you are also directly and indirectly benefiting the people around you like the moment when you choose yourself choose your needs, choose to prioritize yourself and what you want over people's expectations of you, you will also benefit and direct benefit directly and indirectly all of your loved ones and all of your community mm -hmm. around you. Like that's the mantra that I always want to draw into people so to really let them to start thinking of whenever you choose yourself, right? Because sometimes I think for a lot of us, we think it's very, a very selfish thing to do. It's so selfish. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking about other people. And it's like, actually, every time when you choose yourself over other things, they might not know it in that moment. They might not mm -hmm. be able to see it in the moment, but it always come back to them. Whenever you choose yourself, it always benefits everywhere around you. How is that true? Right? You really want to start looking around for evidence of how that is true for you. Like, how is that true? How is it that when you choose to try out the side hustle and if it starts making money, how might that benefit people around you? How is it true that when you go deeper into your personal development journey and maybe you set boundaries with your mom and, and she might not see it, right? Mm -hmm. But how might that also benefit her? How might that benefit your family dynamic and your relationship as a result? Mm -hmm. Like it's a very different perspective of seeing that actually every time when you choose yourself, you're also helping everyone around you and everyone rises up in your life as a result of you choosing yourself. Um, yeah, and it's going to look and feel hard at times because your loved ones, they might not get you in that moment. Mm -hmm. They might see it as you being selfish. They might see it as you being difficult. Um, they might think you're overreacting or you're being dramatic and in that moment when you choose yourself in that moment 
it benefits them whether they see it in that moment or not. Um, or they might never be able to see it, right? But it's just that you know that's the truth for you. And then that's the reality you create when you know that this is going to help them. Yeah, yeah I think because at the end of the day, it's really who we become, right? It's the whole process of who we become. And I think there's something really magnetic when you live life on your own terms. When you pursue you go after something right the courage the resilience it's very magnetic and yeah in the long run they will be able to see wow like you are actually leading by example yeah that's how i see it you're showing them remember we talk about the, the path like because everyone wants a safe path because it feels certain it feels comfortable but when you try to create something new you are creating new possibilities by showing them what is possible. And I think you rewrite the whole family story. <laughs> you break the old cycles. And then from there, it's like the tree. And then there's this branch that come out, you know, a new branch, a path. And you show what is possible for the generation to come. Yeah, mm. that's how I see it. Mm. No, that's really great. Yeah, it's kind of like really starting to change the family dynamic and changing the family cycle mm -hmm. and don't let mm -hmm. it continue to repeat itself right onto the next generation mm -hmm. and i think there's also something to really know here especially for kind of like people from asian background is that we tend to um, like unless unlike the western society we tend to view ourselves as part of a collective as part of a community mm -hmm. and we choose family first over the individual, right? Whereas from Western context, the the viewpoint a lot is like individuality, mm -hmm. and then we emphasize on that. And so this is why it makes so much sense. Where when we want to choose our own our own path, sometimes it's very hard because we're like, no, we value the family so much, we value the community so much, and I think that's an amazing thing. And so if just choosing yourself and like going after your you know your own path if that feels so selfish for you if that feels so wrong to you that's okay we just want to kind of shift our, our ways of thinking start thinking differently about it like okay what if it's actually when i choose myself when i do what i want it benefits all the people around me like mm -hmm. our whole collective our whole community changes and everyone gets inspired and everyone inspires everyone else and we all lift up together as a group um and i think that's an amazing thing to do like when you you start first right you start as an example like you become you feel so in integrity because you are also doing the work right you do that first and then the community around you the people around you will start changing or start thinking differently like hey there's an idea planted in their head that hey look at um so and so like look at Brittany like she's doing it I can probably there's a mm. chance I can probably try it out for myself too right yeah. yeah your mom might think at first like oh my gosh like she's being such a bad daughter for deciding to, to set this boundary with me for telling me that I can't I don't know, come over to her place all the time, not like being this in control of her life, right? But then over time, they'll be like, okay, actually, oh, wow, like she's doing this, huh? In the past, I realized that 
my my you know maybe like my mother-in-law haven't done this for me or my mother-in-law um was also trespassing my life a lot as well right so they start to think differently it creates mm-hmm. a different idea different way of thinking for them as well but then in the beginning anything that's different it's going to just cause some conflict first it's going to create some disruption before it settles down into a new normal and i think that's that's it's supposed to be like that there's supposed to be conflict first mm. and destruction and all hell goes loose <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and then you slowly start to settle down to a new normal a new mm. way of relating with each other especially mm. in your family yeah yeah, I think that is so true. Like, you know, like people say like healing crisis, right? For healing to happen, sometimes it actually becomes worse first before the healing happens. And but once you take that first step, you really change the whole dynamic. Yeah. And I like what you say, like how you inspire the people around you. When you do when you do it, you lead by example, you actually give other people the permission to do the same. And ex- and sometimes it's it's really your parents, right? For example, the mother, like she had never had the chance to kind of, it's always family first. So a lot of times I feel like, like as women, like especially those married and have kids, it's always like prioritizing. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Prioritizing your family. But sometimes like we forget that the different roles that we play, there's also us in it, that person in the individual your passion your ha- uh, hobby your interest they matter too right but then sometimes we just bury them because oh i'm a mother i'm a daughter like yeah i have i have this career like everything and then we kind of forget about that part of us that actually wants to live life and to enjoy and do things some of the things that bring us joy yeah so mm-hmm. i think it's really important to to remember like what will my husband think when i what will my partner think they go first and then mm. I'll go last. I, I can't choose to have what I want unless it meets the needs of the whole family, mm. unless mm. we both agree. I, I think that is like, that really is something to navigate around. And I think it's like, especially hard for <laughs> for Asian women to yeah. really go through those because it, it we often different. put so many mm. things in front of us. We think mm. it is like the woman's duty <laughs> yeah. to, take care of the family yeah and and here i i just want to offer like a mindset shift so a lot of times like we think that it's selfish to kind of pursue what we want like self-care but it's it's this um paradigm right it's like my needs versus their needs so it's almost like if i choose my need i will sacrifice their need so the mindset shift that works really well for me is like instead of my needs versus their needs Let's talk about everyone needs. So imagine if there's a circle of like the people that you take care of, like could be family members, like people in your community. What you want to do is kind of include yourself in the circle too. So it's not like you versus them. It's like everyone because like we all know that saying, right? Like fill your own cup first because you want to fill it enough so that it overflow and then it create that ripples for other people. So in the long run, it's actually beneficial to everyone if you include yourself in the circle of care as well. Yeah. So that that really like when I actually learn about that concept, it really changed a lot. So it's not just about you versus them anymore. It's like everyone. And it's also very important for us to practice since we talk about like Asian culture to practice asking, asking and receiving. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of times like 
I myself, I know that like the, the old me feels that asking is like too burdensome, like troubling others. So then sometimes I don't even ask. Sometimes I don't even express my needs. But if you don't ask, you just assume it, then you're not, you're not going to get what you want, right? They say ask and you shall receive. So I think that's a kind of skill to develop asking. Yeah, and asking can be quite uncomfortable for those of us that it doesn't come naturally to us. So see as a skill that you can practice and slowly develop that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, like often right before where we see that there's something that we want or we want to make that ask, I think what comes up for a lot of women is that, oh, I'm being too much of a burden. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a burden to them. So, no, I don't want to cause be that tro- the, the person that causes trouble. Let me just, like, not ask for it. I can take care of it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? How to work <laughs> do that? I, I think I think this is like a really common kind of mindset. Like like we have been taught not to like rock the boat, you know, just stay yeah. where you are, right? Be good, be nice to everyone. But it's really important mm-hmm. for us to be nice to ourselves too. And there's also fear of rejection, right? Because what if I ask and they say no? So we kind of jump before us even taking action we kind of just assume like nah let's not ask yeah let's handle this by ourselves so like what i want to offer is sometimes it's like you know the love that you have for others the love that you give the love and care that you give to others if you think about it if you just switch it around right trust that the people who love you and care for you they want the best for you too and sometimes we forget that Right. Mm. Sometimes we just keep thinking about, oh, I just need to give, give, give. But then, mm-hmm. if you put it on, on the other side, you flip the, you know, sit on the other side of the table. The people who love us and care for us, they want to be there for us too. And mm. it's important to give them the opportunity by expressing our needs. And then, first of, but first of all, we need to know what our needs, what our needs and wants, right? So you kind of need to be with yourself and see what you want. And so that you you know what is it to ask and be specific and ask the people who can give it to you, right? Don't ask someone, like for example, don't borrow money from someone who has no money. <laughs> so it's it's like that that I think it's really important for us to ask and to receive. Mm, to normalize this, I think. Yeah, this is something that's not very mm. common in Asian culture. Mm, yeah. 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 I love the idea like really trusting them and really telling them that no really almost like telling yourself that they want to help me they actually want to be there for me they actually want to support me mm. and so can I let my guard down to trust them like to really believe that they want to be there for me let my guard down and let them be there for me and and uh, I think like that's also a mantra that I also had to really believe that I also really had to ingrain into myself as well because mm-hmm. in my in, in my own life it was so hard for me to ask for help so that I really had to shift the idea of what you just mentioned to really believe that actually they want to help me they want to support me like I mm-hmm. they want me to ask them so that 
I feel safer to open up to them, and I feel safer to ask them、um, to help me more because、mm-hmm. I know that they they want to do that. So, I think it's like, yeah, it's 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 important to create that safety within yourself and decide to trust them first.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. And and one thing that I also、uh, another thought that came to my mind, you know, like we talk about self care, self care, but self care is not really just the responsibility. Ability of one person. I know the word self seems like oh, you are in charge of everything, right? But it's important to acknowledge that we live in a community, right? And we need support system. It's not like oh, self care. I'm just gonna drop everything and then yeah. Like for 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 example, like those, especially those like parents, right? Their moms and all. So it's very important to seek that support from others, yeah. So that you can set up a structure that is sustainable. And to to engage in all these like self care habits or self care practices, right? Yeah, and it goes back to the thing that yeah, trusting people, give them an opportunity to help you, to support you, and that's how we all become stronger, right? And and that actually strengthens the relationship because it's like this this give and take. It's like a full cycle, right? It's like how I see it. It's like breathing in and out. So you breathe in. No, what happened is like. We we give so much, so it's always exhale, exhale, right? Exhaling, <laughs> and then you also want to breathe in as well. It's an inhale, exhale, like a give and take cycle. So when you ask for something and you're specific and you ask for support, you actually give the other par- party the opportunity to give you. And you, we all know, like giving is such a happy, a joyful thing to do, right? Yeah. So you want to offer that opportunity to others as well. So yeah, that's really something that we need to kind of. Mindfully practice, yeah, because it it doesn't come naturally, at least for me, yeah. So, yeah, they want to be there for you. They want to give to you.、Mm. Um, I think those are like amazing thoughts, like for us to practice, so that it will feel easier for us to open up、mm. to them. And as just as while you were talking, I was also thinking about this idea of like, like a lot of us, I think, especially for high achieving women, it's like we want. A lot, and we're like, and this is where we can feel a little bit hyper independent in a way where we're like, okay, I'm going to do it all, and because I want to have it all, and I want to offer that yes, you can have it all, right? Like have your family and your work and your side hustle, like have all of it and have your health, have all of it, but you don't have to do it all. Like let yourself. Um, if you look at a lot. Of the most amazing women out there who are super super successful in their own right and in 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 their life, right? When they have it all, those people they don't do it all. They have so many. They have teens. They have like a nanny. They have family members there to help them. Like they don't do it all, and you don't have to. I don't understand why. Okay, I I can't understand like the societal expectations and all that, but like we should not think of ourselves as needing and wanting and to do it all because and seeing seeing ourselves doing it all as a badge of honor because it is not,、mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not. It's like we're all connected with other relationships and other people. We can have it all. We can have a lot in our life, and in order to better support. Our life and our amazing, multi-passionate 
fighting for we have it all is let ourselves have the structures, the people, the team, the resources, everything, mm-hmm. everywhere, all ab- around us in a very abundant way, right? All of these people, things, resources, all of their supporting us and letting mm-hmm. ourselves be supported. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And and one hypothesis that I have for like high achieving women, or maybe it's just generally like apply to all women, is like sometimes we have that mindset that asking for help is a sign of weakness. That's why we don't ask, right? Because like we want to be strong, we want to look like we have it all figured out. And I think yeah, it's also societal kind of conditioning that yeah, especially women, yeah, you not need to take care of the family, you go out and work, career, and you're supposed to yeah, look good every time, you know what I mean? Have have everything figured out. But then like sometimes it's like really recognizing that you need support is actually a way like reaching out to others is actually a way to go further because we know that it's not sustainable to do everything by ourselves yeah that'd be realistic so when we reach out to others i think it really strengthened the relationship to to let other people know that you know it's like bringing that that the humanness that part of us that hey yeah, I do have like vulnerable moments as well. And I just like any human, sometimes like we are in different seasons of life. So sometimes we really need that that support from others. I think it brings up so much of like the care and it really brings the community closer as well. Like by us just showing our vulnerability. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a strength actually to be able to reach out to others. Hey, I need help. Yeah. And, you know, this is how you can help me. Mm. It's because like, we recognize that we actually want to go move forward. We want to have a longer distance, right? Travel lo- a longer distance. So it's really important to develop the skill. I see everything as skill because I think having the growth mindset is everything can be developed. So that's how we slowly increase the capacity to get what we want. And also at the same time, support others to achieve whatever goals that we want to achieve in life. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then really seeing yourself as like valuable and that you deserve to ask for help. And like something that I love to think about is that actually I'm just like on this, on this quest to ask for help as much as possible all the time. Just let everyone around me help, help me all the time. Um, because that's how, important and that's how valuable my life is right and that's like like how much I value myself Mm -hmm. and so yeah like I need as much support as people on board uh, as as many help I can get and uh, it's almost like really rewiring how you think from this place of like asking for help is weak to actually because I have a strong mission I have a life that is very important I have amazing people in my life that I need to take care of. And so I need all the help I can get, mm-hmm. right, to really help me um, support that. The other thing, kind of the other topic that we can also really talk about and dive into is this idea of, especially a lot of the times in entrepreneurship, when we are in business, especially on social media, there's this idea of like, we need to put ourselves out there and just let ourselves, you know, whether it is in our marketing, let ourselves see us. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this, Cindy, where we were saying how <laughs> visibility is so hard. 
why is putting ourselves out there online or putting ourselves out there in front of people, marketing ourselves, why is that so hard, especially for Asian women? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? So I think, first of all, it has a lot to do with safety because like the Asian culture, like we have this concept of like being modest, like humility. So like you want to, yeah, you don't want to be too loud because like you don't want to be seen as like arrogant, you know, you don't want to celebrate your wins. Like who do you think you are? I, I feel like that's, that's the kind of like culture. So putting ourselves out there feels unsafe because of that fear of being judged, the fear of like, well, what, what would other people think of me, right? What if I cannot make it? You know, the fear of failure as well. Like, yeah, it will bring disgrace to the family. <laughs> okay, I'm just making that up. But yeah, we all know that it's true to a certain extent, right? So that's why it seems like our nervous system wants to protect us. There's this part of us that wants to keep us safe. And then sometimes when we put ourselves out there, there's also the fear of rejection. Because like, what if like people don't respond to me? What if it's just me out there, you know, saying things that I want to say? Yeah. So I think that's the biggest reason for when it comes to visibility, that it's like you have a big dream, a goal that you want to achieve. So you want to put yourself out there. Like you want to tell more people, but the body, the nervous system doesn't feel safe. Again, it's, it's that gap, right, that we try to close because like, yeah, when there's this gap, like we would, our body would naturally try to avoid fear instead of trying to pursue the dream that we want to achieve. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts? Yes, I definitely feel it in my body, in my bones. <laughs> a, lot of this, a lot of this pattern of like whenever I, I, I struggled with this. And to an extent, honestly, I feel like I still go through this on a regular basis nowadays of like whenever I want to put myself out there, my nervous system just kind of contracts. It's like, no, no, no. Like you've learned in your DNA, like it's ingrained in you. You're supposed to look down, like keep your head down, make sure that you're in line. You're not too loud. You're not too out there. You're not too different. You're not too unique. You're not different from other people. Because if you stand out and show yourself in a very powerful or big way, you're going to get into trouble. And if you grew up in like this kind of environment where you feel like that's what you've learned growing up, it's like, don't, you know, don't cause drama, don't mm. cause trouble in public. Because if you do that, you know, like the police is going to come out to get you. Like something bad is going to happen. Mm. Like the government's going to find out. I don't know, like just some weird stuff. I think this comes up especially a little bit for like immigrants of like, you have to be careful, like stay safe or you're going to get deported, right? Or something bad's going to happen and you might have to be thrown out of the country. And so therefore, follow the rules, keep your head down, do what you're told, don't be too loud, don't be too out there, like don't cause any things for yourself. And I feel like just at least for me personally, that's a lot of that habitual you know pattern and beliefs that I feel in the beginning especially like when I first wanted to put myself out there it's like all those things come out it's like don't get into trouble like you're gonna get into trouble when you put yourself put yourself out there too much and yeah and that which is so 
different from the online world and from when you have your own business is that you do everything you can to let everyone know about who you are and what you do and constantly in your marketing you know like sell your stuff like look at me look at me look mm-hmm. at me right mm-hmm. and yeah and it's that really really and like they tell you to be specialized to be unique make sure that you stand out from the competition in the market right so there that's that's that big um difference that i think especially for people um and the asian women if you have these experiences coming from this kind of background that we might have to deal with and i think it's very important to bring those things up to really look at them because to really see that oh it's not because there's something wrong with you that's why you are so shy and that's why you do not want to put yourself out there it's like literally a learned behavior and a lot of this it really comes from um your immigrant experiences or it comes from the culture and how you were brought up and it's just like it's so ingrained in you yeah so true yeah i think it's like yeah i think asians like based on my own experience we tend to be a bit more reserved <laughs> we are not as outspoken and then so sometimes like especially like you mentioned like online world online world is like hey look at me right so then sometimes like i know that in my journey in the beginning or even if now there's sometimes there's this thought of tendency to compare myself to others right and, and then you're like wow that person is loud that person is confident and then it's like when i compare that person like outer world with my own inner world because we all know our inner world have all this stuff you know critic there's a lot of fear happening right so then there's a tendency to like i might as well just hide hide and or just run away because it doesn't feel safe and then sometimes i feel like there's also this the tendency like superior inferior like when i see other people like oh wow yeah they seem to have it all figured out and then when we compare to myself like wow i actually haven't figured out yeah not at all so then it's like okay if that's the case i might as well don't don't put myself out there yeah so it's it's like i think of it is like a protective mechanism as well because all these things even though yes it is keeping us small it has its own positive intention to to really keep us safe so that we don't get hurt and all and it, yeah and i like what you say like learn behavior like all these cultural like all these shaping influences that tell us that it's not safe to be out there and loud so then there's a tendency to kind of like just shrink and run but we also know that keeping us safe back to the comfort zone but what we want to achieve the goals and aspiration that we want it's actually outside of our comfort zone yeah so you see that there's this dynamic there's this inner conflict like part of us want to keep us safe and then part of us actually want to go out there so it's mm-hmm. again back to the point of like creating taking baby step to put you don't have to put yourself out there like go live like you know like straight away and then yeah but but it's like maybe maybe it's a small step like let's post let's do let's make one post and talk about my author what i have yeah like energetically how i like to think of it is like when you have a business you want to hang the open for business sign so sometimes we forget that right so mm. if, even if you don't have a physical shop you want to imagine that okay this is a space that i have and i'm going to hang that open for business sign because i need to let other people know that there's this shop here there's an existence of this shop here and you need to make sure the sign is open not closed 
right? Yeah. So I think that that thought that visualization actually helped me a lot so that it kind of let my body know that, hey, you know, my shop is just like every other shop that I'm here. I have something to offer, but I need to let people know so then I can invite people to come in and they can choose, right? They can choose whether yeah, they can browse and see what they want. I can have a chat. It just helped to calm my nervous system a little bit more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I love that. It's that visually just thinking about the open for business sign and just hanging that changing that sign and letting mm. people know that hey i'm open for business right mm. and if you want you can come in and shop around yeah. and i'll show you what mm. i have to offer correct correct yeah it it's it seems a little bit more uh, manageable for my nervous system yeah so mm. that i don't have to and i think one thing is also important to know is like no one is really the same so the tendency to compare ourselves to others, I think it's trying to tell us something. So when I catch myself comparing to others, like the, the, the mindset shift that I try to apply is like, wow, I'm actually inspired, right? They are showing me the possibilities. Like this person is like, wow, crushing it. So like, I'm, I'm just curious like what they are doing. Like something within me recognize there's something good in them. And I, I have heard like people telling me like you're saying like, if you can recognize, it's like when you envy someone, it means that you recognize something in them, which means you actually have the seed within you as well. Maybe it's not nurtured yet. So, you know, like you don't, you feel like, oh, the skills is different. But the fact that you can recognize something good in other people, it's also a reflection. It's like a mirror of your own internal world. So there's something within you. So you can, again, ask for help. You can reach out to that person. Hey, how, how do you do that? Can I learn from mm. you? You can be rejoiced in what they have to share because you know that they are doing great work and let that be an inspiration of like showing you what is possible because if they can do it, you can do it too. It's just a matter of time and, you know, like putting effort. Yeah. Mm. There's a reason why you are comparing with them. There's something about them. It's like what Cindy said. There's something about them that makes you feel drawn towards them it could be like if it shows up as jealousy it's still something right even mm. if it's like you feel jealous or you get triggered by them it's still something because here's the thing if there's really nothing there if you really don't care about them you wouldn't have this emotional reaction towards it you wouldn't mm. find yourself comparing with them this way you would just be like, okay, scroll past their content. Like, okay, cool, moving on. Yeah. Right? But, why, but why is it that you see them? There's mm -hmm. something about their energy, something about them that you also feel called towards, you also feel connected with. And so even if you feel like you are being triggered by them or if it's slightly towards a negative way, there's still mm -hmm. something there that we can all really learn from because otherwise you would just be indifferent about, the, mm -hmm. about them. Yeah. Wow. I think that that distinction there is so true. Yeah. Like be curious, right? It's like breadcrumb. Like you're like, oh wow, like what what is it like magnetic, right? What what makes me drawn towards them? There must be something. Yeah. And and it's very different. Like you really change the the whole energy when you lead with like curiosity and wonder, mm -hmm. like or inspire inspiration, right? Inspire, being inspired. Yeah, and then you get to learn like, oh, what's what's there? Yeah, or sometimes, sometimes it's also like people are taking the action. It's your own internal system, like your psyche telling you, hey, I think that you have not taken action. Mm. 
That's why when you compare yourself, when you see others doing great, it's also that that reaction that comes out. Maybe you have not taken the steps, right? Maybe you've been hiding. Mm. So when you see mm. others, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting how our body actually speaks to us, like through this emotion and sensation. So when you're curious about it, you can really be honest and ask yourself those questions and with kindness and compassion. So it, it doesn't become like a judgment, but rather like, yeah, I'm just really curious. Like what's going on? What are you trying to tell me? Or like, what is the next smallest step that I can take? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing about really putting yourself out there when it comes to visibility is that like we all have our own capacity, right? Some people like, like what we mentioned earlier, some people can do live and some people might not be able to do that. And so you want to slowly kind of like how you want to go approach about this is take steps in a way where it feels like a stretch, but it's not too out there where you immediately freeze back because it's too much for you. And so maybe if you've never ever been on Instagram before at all, maybe you just, you don't want to go on and jump on the live, right? Maybe that's too much for a nervous system. And so mm. maybe you can start off with writing a post and then maybe you start off with a, a, a recorded video. And then maybe you start off with a reel, right? Like you start off slowly and slowly build up that mus those muscles, those visibility muscles mm -hmm. and habits, and then slowly increase your capacity over time. Maybe in the beginning, it is not putting yourself, like sharing yourself to a group of a thousand people, right? Maybe it's just one and one in a DM. And then maybe afterwards, it is only with your people on Instagram. And maybe afterwards you want to try email. You slowly increase that capacity over time, right? From writing to a picture of you, to a video, and then to live. You slowly build up that capacity over time in a way where it's like, like always just a little bit of a stretch, but not too much mm -hmm. where, if, where you go into like freeze and like freeze mode where it causes too much of that exposure mm -hmm. to you because that's not, that's just not healthy and a, sustain, a sustainable way to do it. And I actually see it a lot. Like people go like, uh, try like a 30 day exposure challenge and they put themselves out there for 30 days when their nervous system is not there yet. Mm -hmm. And they, they mm -hmm. like put themselves out there for 30 days and then afterwards they need another month to recover. Like that's mm -hmm. not what, oh, yeah. what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so many people do that. And I think a lot of marketing coaches, a lot of people online teach you this, like, okay, whatever challenge you just putting yourself out there all the time. And I want to offer to me yourself where you are at and everyone's experience is different. Everyone's capacity to put ourselves mm. out there is different. Mm. And so start where you are, right? If it, make it feel like a, like a little bit of exciting stretch, but then you don't want to break that stretch, right? That's what we're doing in a way where it feels like, okay, you're stretching yourself a little bit, but you don't want to break it and like, um, like retract and go down and like crawl, crawl into your bed and just like crawl into a hole after you make that post. That's not what we want you to do. Ah, I mean, that's, that's such a great reminder. And when you're sharing that, the, the, the image that came, came to my mind is like, you know, the, the rubber band, you want to stretch it, but not too much. Okay. Yeah. You want to, yeah. if you have a really tight one, like I just use it like 
uh, imagine your nervous system because it's something new, right? It's very uncomfortable, but you want to just slowly stretch it a little bit, a little bit. You don't want to pull it like way too much and then you lead to burnout. Yeah, I've seen like a lot of uh, people who's like fatigued, right? You see them like posting, posting every day on social media, for example, and then mm-hmm. suddenly they are gone yeah. for like... Just silence, yeah. stop. <laughs> Right. And then we are not, we are not saying that don't, 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 you know, sometimes, you know, trust your own instinct and this practice discernment. If you need to take a break off, it's, it's all fine, but you want to do it like, like what Shirley said, honor your own capacity and your boundary and, and know that you can show up on your own terms and you can try different things sometimes, right? Because like when, if you are new here, you have not tried anything at all. So everything seems scary. So you get to give yourself opportunity to try different things and see which one, you know, works better for you, what feels right for you. And then slowly you can build that capacity. Mm, yeah, that, that is so true. And one thing that I find that's really helpful, again, it's community. You want to find a tribe of people to kind of support each other. I think that's really important because yeah, I think, I hope we have uh, nailed that message that, you know, sometimes doing things alone is hard because when you're by yourself, there's a lot, you're dealing with your own thing, your inner world. Sometimes they can be not that friendly, not that helpful. So sometimes you actually want to get support from other people to tell them, hey, this is what I need. Or maybe it's an accountability partner or, or people, or maybe sometimes it's just mental, get a coach, people who can help you, support you. And while you're trying to, you know, gently stretch your nervous system, it really gives you that, that good foundation. Yeah. Mm, having that right structure in place. Mm. Mm, yes. This is so good. I feel like we can talk about this forever. Like for a very long time. Never stop. <laughs> I'm not keeping track of time. I thought that you're doing it. So I have no idea how long we have talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So we are at a little bit over the one hour mark. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to share? Any last last thoughts that you want to share with the audience? Yeah. If I'm going to wrap this thing like from my side, I would say that the, the, I, I truly believe that to create any kind of change that we want is really awareness. So awareness is the first step because like you can't examine something that you have not explored. And so cultivate that awareness, like think about, identify your needs, your desires, like what, what exactly that you want. And then the second step is action, taking action because having the awareness is half the battle, but really taking action is the one that helps you to move forward. And taking action means taking small baby steps. Because at the end of the day, you want to make the whole process fun, simple, and sustainable. Because those are the things that will keep you, you know, create lasting change. Mm. I think that's, that's, that's all I have <laughs> from my side. No, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for me, maybe it would be like, like I feel um sometimes we tend to make things all about us right like it's because the reason why i don't have this result i'm not where i'm at yet in my career in my business is because there's something wrong with me i'm the problem i'm not good enough i'm not capable and i think what we can really really start doing is really to really turn that around from our like really looking at what is wrong with us to really see looking at things from a bigger picture just in our life like looking at our experiences how we were brought up growing up that's very Mm -hmm. important 
a lot of our experiences is, is different from a lot of the people around us and from a lot of the examples that we see online, right? Um, there might be people who have different experiences, different backgrounds, and so it makes sense why sometimes it feels like there's something wrong with you that you're not doing it. But always go back to how you were raised growing up, the beliefs that you had, what you've learned from adults around you growing up, and just the culture around you and what kind of personality that you have personally. I think those are all very, very important. And then when you just look at all of it as a whole, right? Look at the society, look at how how the your government is, is run. Like look at how everything is actually happening from like a way, way a bigger bigger perspective uh, instead of mm-hmm. just looking at there's something wrong with me and then once you have a much bigger picture then you can start to create more i guess more of a observant perspective and be less judgmental and less hard on yourself and then only when you let go of the shame the guilt the feeling of not good enoughness like not enoughness then we can actually move forward because we feel more open now, right? Mm-hmm. Because then we feel like actually there are a lot of obstacles and it's not because there's something wrong with me. Then you can actually take more actions in a way that feels like with more perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can take more actions, understanding that is not just because of you. True. Unshaming. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. So true. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for having this. We could totally have a part two. If you <laughs> <want>. <laughs> I remember like there's a session note that was just SHB. Let's keep it to an hour. I'm like, okay. And I just smile. Yeah. Like, yeah, so good. Thank you so much for the conversation. Yeah. And thank yes. you so much for everyone who joined us today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. And if you have any questions, you know, you can feel free to message us individually, message Cindy or I, or just leave a comment and let us know what you think. And if you can relate to any of the, you know, the struggles and the stories that we shared (laughs) on this live. Yeah, you're not alone. We are all in this together. Yeah. Mm. Yes. All right. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. If you enjoyed that episode just now, I would love to invite you into the Daring Living one-on-one coaching room. This is a very safe, very open and non-judgmental space where you get to play, learn, laugh, grow, cry sometimes, (laughs) heal, achieve milestones in your work, in your business, in your relationships, all along the way as you create the kind of life that feels successful and thriving to you. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at Daring Living to book a discovery call with me. Or you can visit my page at daringliving.com forward slash coaching. Again, on Instagram, that is Daring Living, one word. Or you can visit the page at daringliving.com forward slash coaching. It's going to be so much fun. Talk to you later. Bye.